Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. And we've got to talk about the daily financial We should talk about China's GDP. Talk about Bob Iger fighting for the uh, future of Disney. I want to talk about a wonderful article written by Lance Lambert and uh, the U.S. housing market. But first, let's talk about some jobs information that we got from Gallup. Gallup ran a poll about the global workforce and um, some of these numbers are pretty staggering. First thing I want to note is, again, this is a Gallup poll. Uh, it was the survey for state of the global workplace. And a few of the numbers that I wrote down uh, really caught my attention. First, 19%, roughly speaking, one in five of you is miserable at work. Miserable. 50% of you, so one in two, feel stressed at work. 22% of you are sad, and 18% of you are angry. Something that I think we should just talk about together is again, my three steps to getting wealthy are very simple. The first one is you have to create dry powder. For most of us, myself included, that meant I had to keep my day job. But what we did with our day job is we turned it into the seeds of our future. If you can just tweak your mindset a little bit and realize that your day job, your W-2, whatever you want to call it, is not forever, that it is going to simply feed your engine as you get on this path to getting wealthy, you won't be miserable. Oh, sorry about that. Thank you for telling me the audio isn't clear. Hopefully this is better. Uh, again, if you can look at your job as nothing more than the seeds of your future wealth, hopefully that transitions. But the idea here is miserable, angry, sad. Those are very odd categories, I think, for your feelings at work. Again, I would argue that some of that is because you maybe are financially stressed. Uh, maybe there are other factors. So again, step one for getting wealthy is you must have more disposable income. That is something that you can control. Do a needs versus want analysis. Start making those adjustments. Change jobs. Get a side hustle, something of that nature. There are options under your control. Remember Dion. Dion was playing video games with his kids and selling, I don't know what these things are, virtual stuff. If you can house hack like the lumberjack, great. If you want to house hack like Spencer Cornelia with roommates, great. There are financial decisions, aka sacrifices, that you can make to help stack dry powder or disposable income, whatever you want to call that. Once you have that, you then become elite at something. Become an elite investor. 
You don't diversify. You don't do a little of this and a little of that. You can diversify later. Diversification is important when you are looking to protect capital. If you are looking to grow capital and get a return on your disposable income, become elite. And there's no secret to becoming elite. This is what drives me crazy. Everybody looks for the easy button. This is something, these are things that I've learned over the last 12 months. One, and I was very clear about this when Jason Pritchard, uh, our Sunday guest, talked about this. And your social media feed and mine too is an asset or a liability. I let my Twitter following or feed or whatever it is get inundated with doomers. I followed some famous Twitter folks because they were famous and they were, I don't know, somewhat logical, but they were doomers. They were whiners. Once I blocked them, my feed got better. If you have a big pitcher of iced tea or water and you allow something negative, it affects you. It's just how it works. So again, your social media feed is an asset or a liability. You choose. Don't blame the algorithm. The algorithm is simply feeding you what it thinks you want. So you control what you get. And it changes quick. My Twitter feed changed noticeably in three days and was amazing in seven days. So you could do this on Instagram, uh, YouTube, anything. If you watch Positivity, you will get more of that. Two, your network is everything. I've, I've been clear. I sort of figured this out at year five. But something that I've come to appreciate over the last year or so is that your network is everything. Getting started, what I talk about, how to get one rental at a time, how to get your first, let's get you to four, it's hard. There are things that trip you up. And what I can tell you is having your network help you, be there, support you, let you complain or whine or whatever you have to do to just get it out is amazing. I have watched the private Facebook group that comes with my course just constantly get better and better and better. Folks, your network is everything, especially in the beginning. Don't let negative folks in your circle. Cut them out. Three, focus and daily discipline is not natural. This was my superpower. I didn't know it was a superpower. I, I admit after helping many, many people get going with this that it, it is my superpower and I am so fortunate and so lucky to have it as a superpower, but it is possible. And that's why you keep hearing me talk about if you want to do real estate investing, get a buy box, only look at that. Don't look at anything else. You know, I looked at my buy box for three years. It is that simple. And I want to take this a step further, right? If you want to create side hustle income, right? More and more people are coming to my channel and, and you know, talking about, hey, how'd you make a million bucks on YouTube? Well, folks, here's the deal. I gave you a PowerPoint. I showed you the graph, but here's the deal. It is absolutely possible. I've made now over a million dollars because of this channel. But here's the deal, which what most people don't get is I produced over a thousand videos and made zero dollars for the first year. Yes, making a million dollars is way cool. 
but are you willing to do a hundred videos? A hundred. That's one-tenth of what I did. You need focus and daily discipline. It is possible. And again, whatever you want to become a lead at, just keep going. And then finally, back to focus and daily discipline, it is really everything. It is the anchor of my course. It, if you've bought the course, you know step one is get your buy box, look at it, track it, see what's going on. If you want to do YouTube, it's the same thing. If you want to lose weight, it's the same thing. Just look at yourself in the mirror and realize that whatever it is you want, it likely takes focus and discipline. Frankly, you need to become unbalanced. You just need to become unbalanced. So again, folks, it is everything. So let's get on to some other news. We got China's GDP growth. It came in at 6.3. I don't know about you, uh, but I don't trust any of the uh, data or data that comes out of China. But I do look at the trend, right, when you kind of map it out. Uh, essentially, China's uh, you know, reopening has not been the barn burner that was expected. Uh, while their GDP was up 6.3%, it was actually a miss uh, by 0.8. So again, uh, pretty interesting to look at. What I thought was the most interesting stat was the unemployment rate of 16 to 24-year-olds. This is a wild number. I, I can't believe this number. 21.3%. 21%. You can't have a growing economy if your 16 to 24-year-olds are unemployed. That's just not going to do it. Let's talk about inflation. Again, there's more and more folks thinking that we've licked inflation. It's over. Uh, can we declare victory? No, we can't. I believe with fairly good certainty that mathematically shelter inflation will roll over starting in August and be noticeable. But that's not a certainty. We certainly need to watch. We need to be on guard. I certainly don't think we're going back to 9.1. But we do need to watch it. There is a chance that next month and the next month, you know, the next two months, given the base effect, uh, we may have a problem, right? It may go up. Uh, so these are things that we need to watch. We need to watch uh, shelter, confirm shelter rolls over. We need to make sure there's no reigniting of the energy um, reinflation. And we need to watch wages, right? I am happy that we finally have real wage growth. We've had real wage growth for four months now. That needs to continue. I think how we get out, frankly, of this housing unaffordability is with real wage growth. You know, real wage growth at four, four and a half, good. Real wage growth at six, seven, eight, bad, right? Because that real wage growth at 8% will cycle through and reignite inflation. Because again, wages are a huge component of most of our economy. So that is something we need to watch. Don't know if you know what's going on at Disney, uh, but Bob Iger is really making some big changes. He's been, uh, got a new contract, I think a couple of years. He is now talking about spinning off TV assets like ESPN and others. He's also come out and knocked, uh, said knock off the nonsense of spinning out more and more Marvel and Star Wars content, which is a maybe bad in the short term, but great in the long term. Those things have lost their uniqueness and specialty. So uh, lots going on. want to talk about an article in Fortune again from Lance Lambert, our Thursday guest. 
He put out a wonderful piece on Fortune, which you can find, again, fortune.com or search Lance Lambert Fortune. There's a fight going on in the U.S. housing market between two clashing forces, affordability and the lock-in effect. What I would call the move-up buyer is out of the market. And this is going to lead to a slow grind for years to come. You and I have been talking about this for a year now. And the mainstream media is starting to pick up on this, folks. We get existing home sales, I think, on Thursday this week. And again, we are going to be right around the low four millions. Historically speaking, if you go back and look at the last 10 years, we're much, much closer to six million. We will not see six million existing home sales for years to come. It is going to be a slow grind, boring you know, only the must-sell will sell. Move-up buyers are going to stay in place as wages catch up, rates come down, and affordability will improve. This will not be a quick process, I am sorry to say. But again, go ahead and check out that article. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey's out talking about house hacking. Uh, one of the things, if you were going to ask me, you know, how can I get rich or wealthy in 10 years? One of the first questions I would ask, the first one, is can you or will you house hack? Some of you are at a point in life where you're starting this journey where house hacking is not an option. Again, at 30 years old, when we got on our journey, house hacking was not an option for us. If I had to do it all over again and I could start at 20, house hacking would have been an option. So it is not lost on me that when people say, hey, you want to get wealthy, house hack. It's not an option for everybody. But if it is, that is the first uh, way to go. The Lumberjack has told us that. Dion has told us that. Anna Kelly has told us that. Todd Baldwin, Spencer, they've all shown us the way. But now we even have Dave Ramsey blessing house hacking, which I thought was very, very interesting. Uh, we do have a housing crash likely to occur in the U.K., uh, read an article about, I think it was from the UK Telegraph, more and more articles about the UK housing market, because I see the setup in the UK very, very, very much like the 2006 crash. What happened in the United States? We started having 50% of loan originations be adjustable rate mortgage, with a large percentage of those being toxic, right? These teaser loans. And lo and behold, 2006 was the largest origination of the junk Two years later, 2008, those loans reset, and you know the rest is history. That is exactly, well, not exactly, but essentially what is going on in the UK. People are uh, having loans reset, which they can't afford, which causes stress, which causes re reduction in consumption, and ultimately forced sales. The dominoes are falling, falling in the UK where a housing crash is not only likely, uh, but I would argue probable. Uh, and again, I think what, what will, you know, when, when the dust settles, you will see a lot of similarities between the UK housing market 2024 and the US housing market 2008, 2009. And let's not forget the US housing market took that many years to finally bottom. It doesn't bottom like that, it takes years. So again, the UK housing market could be in, uh, a problem in 24, in 25, and 26. Uh, other things to talk about, it looks like the Fed rate increase now is 96.1% for July 26th. 
That is a certainty. I think the door is open, and I'm sure the Fed will walk through it. I will not change my call. I would not do that to you this late in the game. I will own the error if one occurs. I will say that this is a mistake. I think what we will see actually starting this week is the regional banks, the small banks, are in trouble. And one more rate increase is not going to help. Uh, again, uh, not, not going to be good. And it looks like, again, the smart money, 96.1% is pretty certain uh, I am going to be wrong about the Fed pausing in July. So let's talk about uh, the spread. One of the great things that Lance does uh, on his Twitter feed, News Lambert, he posts this daily. I've seen Logan from Housing Wire do this, Altos Research do this. It's great, great uh, housing follows because they're data-driven, not feeling-driven. They're not trying to scare you. They're just giving you facts. Is the spread between the 10-year and the 30-year mortgage is historically wide. So I've got some data here. Uh, historically speaking, uh, the spread between the 10-year note and the 30-year mortgage is 175 basis points. Said another way, it's 1.75. So you take the 10-year, let's call it 4%, you add the historical average, and we would have a mortgage rate at 5.75. That's how it usually works. Today, that spread is over 300 basis points, or 3%. So you take 4 you add three, you get seven. That's how it is today. Do you know how low it got in 2021? Right, we're, I think we're three standard deviations from normal on the high side. But in 2021, we went the other direction. In 2021, and one of the reasons we had such low mortgage rates in the twos is because the spread got as low as 130 basis points. So if you had a 10-year note at one and a half, you add 1.3, you get the 30-year mortgage at 2.8. So this is, this is what's causing the housing market to be broken. It is that collapse in spread that is the reason housing is broken. We have lock-in. We have people can't get a, a yes answer, right? I want to sell my home and move, but I can't afford the mortgage. You have a lot of these things going on. So again, one of the things that needs to happen is the spread needs to come in. So what, how does that happen? I think the market needs to believe the Fed is done. Right now, the market thinks we're getting a rate hike in July. They think that a September rate hike is possible. That needs to unwind. We need to be done. Then, banks need to feel less nervous. And I don't have a good news for you here. Banks, I think we're going to see, especially at the small and regional banks, some pretty atrocious earnings and Conference calls, I think they could be really bad. We're talking less deposits, higher loan loss, um, less origination. It's just like a whole combination of suck. Uh, it is going to be interesting to look at these. So we need the Fed to be done. We need banks to have more confidence. We need them to rebuild their balance sheets. And unfortunately, I think that's going to take some time. So we may see historically wide spreads for quite a while. And then the last thing I want to talk about is if you were lucky enough to be a part of the uh, session with Dan Bird yesterday, uh, we did three hours, and all I have to say is I warned you. The amount of value that Dan brought yesterday uh, to the crew that was there, almost 100 of people showed up. We almost had 160 folks purchase is unbelievable. He uh, 
delivered. He spent a full hour going through stocks at the end, uh, which was amazing. And again, you will get the video. So if you watch that or you purchase the ticket and you couldn't attend, this is what happens next. Uh, I've already downloaded the video. My team needs to chop it up so it is in the right format to land on Teachable. Once that happens, which could take about two weeks, I will go in and then I personally will manually add everyone uh, who purchased a ticket. You will get an email uh, saying, hey, it is now available. Uh, I will also load the PowerPoint. The PowerPoint will either be loaded with the first or the last video. I'm thinking the first video makes the most sense. And then you could watch it over and over again. Because again, the thing you have with Dan Bird is he has been doing this 20 years. And as you saw, he is just ready to give value. But sometimes you need to slow him down. And again, if you had that video, you're going to over again. So folks, thank you for being a part of One Rental at a Time. We are almost at 48,000 subscriptions or subs or whatever you want to call it. If you want to help us get to 48,000, hit the subscribe button. If you really want to help us get to 50,000 fast, ask your friends to join. Send this around. We do the daily financial news live. I apologize for the poor audio at the beginning. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, have a wonderful day. It is Monday, July 17th. Take care and bye-bye.